Coming up on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals, we're going to talk the onboarding process, what it takes to sign up with a property management company, and what you can expect. Welcome to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to give you the inside scoop on the behind the scenes of property management, everything that goes into it, all the tips and tricks. I'm Ben, I'm your host. With me as always is Mr. Eric Dixon, the go-to property management guru here in Arizona. And then today we're going to be talking about something that required a special guest, very, very special guest. So we're going to be talking about the process of signing up with a property management. When you are ready to make that leap, what are the steps involved? We call it onboarding. And in order to go over that, we have our senior portfolio met portfolio manager, Matt Menemich. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Matt. What are you guys laughing about? Thank you. Did thank you. Thank you. Your last name. That's all right. It's, That's it's all just right. What I do here. No, That's just right. what's your last name? Matt Medonich. Yeah. Matt Medonich. Yeah. There, there it is. is. I built it up too much. <laughs> no, I was excited. I was like, excited. Did I say Matt or Matthew? But uh, Matt. yeah, no, Matt. Matt's Matt. good. All right, <laughs> Matt. Um, to kick us off, maybe you could walk us through kind of your history of property management, how you got into this biz and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, sure. No, I appreciate you uh, having me on the podcast today. And really my, my background is pretty simple. It's really service oriented. Uh, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. My mom works in the hospitality and tourism world and my dad does as well. My mom in the hotels and my dad in the restaurants. And so that is all I know. And that's what I came up with. And uh, so when I went out to school, I went to uh, to school for hospitality and tourism management, and that's what my degree is in, and thought that is what my life would be. And once I graduated college and had a, a real big boy job in the hotel world, realized uh, it's not what I wanted, and found my way coming back to Arizona, still in the hospitality industry, just not necessarily the hotels, dabbled in the restaurants to follow my dad's footsteps, realized that wasn't really what I was aiming for as well, and uh, and landed into property management, which I had never really dreamed of or thought of. My dad had rental properties growing up and self-managed, didn't know management companies existed, and uh, ha had a, an opportunity to join the team and loving it. It's been great, and I take care of the onboarding process, and it's been about four years now, so it has been quite the journey from hotels to restaurants to property management. Well, awesome. and, and Matt, I, I was around, I had the pleasure to be part of the recruiting. Taylor kind of recruited you to our office. And then I was in those interviews. What was it that uh, interested you? Not just on cue. This isn't a podcast about how awesome on cue is, but uh, just the industry as a whole. Because you quit. I mean, you quit your job, went to real estate school for two weeks straight, you know, did the crash course and then uh, put your life on hold to, to pursue that. So, yeah, it was, it really came down to it was more uh, um, intuitive for the family. The, the hotel industry is very, very tough. You know, all the sure. nights, all the weekends, all the holidays are all blacked out. You're always going to work. And I really enjoyed the service side of things and, and making people's lives a little bit easier. And this still had that touch of, hey, you can provide that service. You can, you know, make it easier for other people around the world uh, and to make it, you know, a, a good experience. It's a win, win, win for everybody. Win for us as a company, win for the owners and a win for the tenants. And I'll throw in another win, win for the neighborhood as well. So uh, it really is a win, 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 win. And uh, it was a, just a positive, happy environment that I, I needed to be a part of. No, so that, that was cool. One other thing that uh, you glossed over in your history is you managed some VRBOs and stuff like Airbnbs and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what attracted me to your resume was, well, he kind of actually has done property management, you know, managing vacation rentals. 
So maybe he could do the long-term rental stuff. Yeah, no. I, so I, I went to school out in Hawaii and uh, Airbnbs and VRBOs is really the name of the game out there, hotels and, and short-term vacation rentals. Um, and so when I, I had an opportunity to manage a couple of those for a, a widowed lady who worked for Disney for 30 years. So she had quite a few of them near the university and I managed those and had that experience. I thought, man, this is, this is really nice, very tough, the short-term environment and the vacation rental side of things. Um, And so when I heard that we do property management and we don't do the short-term and furnish and the vacation rental side of things, I thought this would be something, you know, interesting. And I was intrigued and, and here we are four years later. Awesome. No, we're, we're, uh, we're lucky to have him. So we're actually going to, we're going to grill Matt a little bit today, right, Ben? Oh yeah. So we came up with some questions. We we've referenced Matt a few times on the podcast, like, oh yeah, we got to have Matt on. (laughs) He's got the best stories and and that sort of stuff. But the reason he has the best stories is because he's part of that initial contact with our customers, um, the onboarding, and then he follows it through until it's leased. And even now three, four five years later, they're still reaching out to you, you know? So, um, yeah. So what do you got, Ben? Yeah. So like, like Eric said, if you were calling on Q property management today and you're an owner interested in signing up, you're going to get Matt on the phone. So what we wanted to do is start from the beginning. If I'm an owner, I'm calling, what kind of questions should I be asking a property management company? What should I be looking for when signing up? Yeah. So, uh, you're right. It, it kind of starts here with myself and the onboarding team. And, and I've taken, you know, full uh, advantage of the current situation with the market and the way of the world and just, you know, being extra in the service side of things, using some of my background and history when they call, um, yeah, I, I, I lead with the service foot first wanting to really go above and beyond. I'll never actually forget one of uh, my first meetings and appointments with Eric when I was still being trained, uh, sweet little old lady from, from Poland. And we get out there and I don't know what I'm doing. I've been licensed for, you know, 24 hours now, just did the nine day crash course, built the 90 hours, got licensed. And here I am first, first real appointment. And I, you know, I'm not going to speak on expertise at this point. I have 24 hours under my belt. So I thought I'll lead with the service first. And, um, and she needed a threshold glued and she had the, the piece of wood and the glue with her. And she said, Hey, how much would this cost for us to fix this right now? And I'm not a handyman either. I don't, I don't care around a tool. I'm not, I don't care around a tool belt when I'm going to these appointments, but I just thought, you know, I, I can easily do this. I slap some glue on there and she's you know elderly and won't be able to do it. So why don't I just take care of it right now? I just said, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll do it right this very second. She hadn't even signed on. We just walked into this house, but she's not a client. She's not a customer. I haven't pitched anything. She knows nothing about me or her or the house or the industry or the rental price, anything. Uh, but just led with that service first. And uh, that's what really is going to set everybody apart. So some of the questions I would ask to get to your your point here, when you're shopping around and asking about property management is, you know, what level of service are you going to provide? Every, everybody's going to say full service, right? Super easy to say, oh yeah, we're, we're a full service management team. But what does that really mean? Will you go above and beyond? Will you go out there before they've even signed up? Will you shake their hand, look them in the eye? Will you cut the extra key? Will you glue the threshold down? What will you do to earn that business? The best part about that appointment is uh, this lady and myself were in the kitchen signing all the paperwork and Matt's on his hands. And yeah. Just, <laughs> hey, you know, he's brand new. Like, he doesn't oh, know what he's doing. Yeah. So just, yeah. just have him. He's yeah. like, that. is this my job? Yeah. yeah. This I'm wearing a tuxedo. This is nice. Yeah. So what's awesome seeing Matt kind of even answer this is I did Matt's job for five years here at OnCube, signed the owners, the onboarding process and saw it evolve. And even since Matt started, it's heavily evolved, but we've tried to do is just actually offer even more service. So, um, so if I, if I say, 
what's your service level? You say full service. Yeah. What, what is that? What should I expect that to cover as an owner? Yeah, really everything from A to Z. If, if you're going to say full service, it's got to be full service, right? And, and you, when you're shopping around and you're calling other companies, you're going to be overwhelmed with just packages. They're going to say, well, we have a gold, silver, and a bronze, or you know, a one, two, three tier, or, well, if you want that, it's a little extra, or if you want the tax info, that's a little extra. Sure. You're going to want to really get into the nitty gritty, super easy just to hear, oh, hands-free, stress-free, don't worry about it. But that full service should cover every single component. You should not be involved. You shouldn't have to talk to the tenants. Your phone shouldn't be ringing off the hook. You shouldn't be getting those late maintenance phone calls on Christmas morning that there's a plumbing issue, right? So you want to be stress-free and and uh, a lot of our owners don't live in America, right? We're not going to get on the phone with them and and cover these emergencies uh, right. right then and there. So you got to be hands-on and, and full of service and and really think of it as it's your own property. What would I do in this current situation? Yeah. So if I'm the owner and you're saying, I'm going to, you're not going to give phone calls, I'm going <laughs> to handle the taxes, everything's done. And I say, all right, man, sign me up. Yeah. I'm ready right now on the phone. Where, what do we do next? That's a what dream. Happens? It's a dream that's come true right there. That's, that's exactly what I like to hear. That's a, that's a great point right there. Uh, yeah. So once, once you're ready to go, I mean, the, really the next steps are going to be super easy. And, and again, I think this leans on the service side of things and making it convenient for the owners, right? This is a big deal. And, and Eric and I talk about all the time and uh, it, it is a, it's a crazy concept. Okay. Like, you've purchased this home for half a million dollars. You've raised a family here. You have kids here. Your dog was here. You had Christmas birthdays for 20 plus years. You're emotionally attached to this. And then you just hand over the keys the banking right. information and the social well, security well, for the taxes. You went to an appointment this morning, they haven't signed up and you have the keys and the verbal commitment yep. ready after one, one day, right? Yeah. Cause the level of service, you know, and, and it really is, it really <laughs> yeah, is. It's cause I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. It? It's just, uh, you know, she was blown away that I was willing to even go out there, you know, Hey, you're, yeah. you want to come out here and meet me before I even signed up. I haven't done anything for you and I don't owe you anything. Yeah. No, I just going out there with that. Hey, I don't expect anything in return. Let me come out here and meet with you. And, uh, yeah, 10 minutes later, she had, she said, Hey, I, I'll give you the keys right now. I'm leaving. She's moving, you know, to uh, across the country, um, tomorrow and super early. Wow. She's like, Hey, let me give you the keys right now. Send me the doc you signed today. Yeah. And so it's just super convenient, you know, uh, stress-free. You're going to want to hear those words over and over full service, convenient, <laughs> stress-free. How easy can it possibly be? So when you say doc, you signed, yeah. what, what does that entail <clears throat> for an owner? Like what documents that's an inter office. Uh, yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, what am I expected to provide you other than the keys? To the right. Building, well, right? we're going to, we're going to really want to formulate your package of what you're going to provide with the property. So there's going to be some basic questions that are going to cover yeah. a large majority of everything. We're going to really dive into the pets, your appliances, the additional services, the HOA features, the community features, gated community, get the get the details from you. That way we don't have to pester you and call you. And so once I gather that information and I understand kind of the package that you're looking to provide, that's when we're going to be able to run you good comps, get you the right pricing. And then once those keys are handed on over, the onboarding side of things or the, the team that works with myself, we're going to take over the rest, get the marketing scheduled, get the coordination going, get you some estimates, if you need help fixing anything, we'll be able to take care of everything after you've completed that agreement or that DocuSign and provided the, the basic information. Right. And we'll take care of the rest. You know, it's funny. Um, we were talking about this yesterday when we were talking about the episode, like going over this, but a lot of these owners, they've, like you said, they've been living in this home for 20 years. And Eric made a great point. He's like, if I rented out my house today, I don't have keys. Yeah. I, Everything's I, electronic. I haven't had a front door key for eight years. Yeah. So <laughs> it's know, like, so it's like, Oh, if we rented it, it's like, crap, I got to get a locksmith. 
to, yeah, key to, to rekey my house. Like yeah. I do not have a key to my house. I use the garage and I use the keypad, you know? Yep. And there's that type of stuff that Matt would show up at the house and say, hey, here are the things you need. Garage door openers, mail keys, house keys, you know, the list that you just went over, right? Um, and and a lot of people don't expect that. They don't no, even know you, that. Or you don't think of it. You've just been living with it for so long oh, yeah. that it's like, oh yeah. yeah. If I was moving into a house and they said, there's no keys, but you can just yeah. go in the garage. You'd yeah. be like, hang on. No, that's not okay. No, the, the most classic thing is when they go to rent the house and the, one of the spouses of the, usually it's a couple you're meeting with or something. And they're like, oh yeah, before we rent it, we're going to replace all the baseboards. We're going to get this painted. And they're like, are you serious? We're going to fix everything that I've wanted fixed for right. a dozen years. <laughs> to then rent it. To yeah. then rent yeah. it. Oh man, we should have rented it forever ago. Yeah. We talked about this in a, in a previous episode, but I think it goes to your point where Eric said, if you're, if you're asking if you should do something, you, yeah, should you should probably, probably do it, it you know yeah. so it's like hey matt do i need blinds on my windows yeah. it's like no the fact that you're asking right I mean, it should clue you into yes yeah. you need blinds. ask yourself why you're asking me that question no, yeah. yeah no the best is when you're walking the property and they go so this this door handle over here you just got to shake it a little bit and give it a tug it'll open right up like okay because you had to explain that to me if you got to write down instructions let's just get it fixed right? yeah that's you're not the, gonna, that's, that's not going to yeah. be there when the tenant show right. up to be like this always, just they, yeah. they ask, you, you're going to walk the tenant through all this, right? Like, no, we need to just get this fixed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is broken. This isn't a Jimmy rig. Yeah. It's like, how about this uh, backyard of just dirt? Man? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, we, and, and uh, it's common. I mean, it's just, it's really common, especially with new builds. Uh, a big one that people don't think about is that unfinished backyard or ceiling fans massive, yeah. right? The new builds aren't coming stealing fans. They're not coming with the finished backyard. They're brand new and they're awesome. And that's going to have a positive impact for you, but there are, always going to be a few things, whether the house is super old or brand spanking new, there's yeah. something has to be done to get it, you know, rent ready, get it prepared for the next person. Awesome. Um, so I signed the DocuSign. We're good. What? And then you guys, the DocuSign is the owner's agreement. The owner's agreement. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking like Matt now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, you signed the management agreement. Yeah. So, and, and we're kind of talking in hypothetical, right? This isn't just if you hire on queue, if you're shopping for a management company, outside Arizona, you can't hire us yet. So um, these are the types of things, right? So after you sign this management agreement. Yeah, if somebody if, if somebody's not doing those things yeah. for you, you should be, you know, yeah. like if they're saying, you don't need a key or blinds, maybe that's a red flag right away. Right. Like, <laughs> who are they gonna be putting in this home yeah. that's okay with no key and blinds? So once everything's signed, keys are handed over, what do what do I owe you to get this process started? Are there costs involved like upfront? Obviously, I know on queue, but mm -hmm. you know how how does that work? Yeah, no, uh, there's not really necessarily an upfront cost. It's it's really what we're going to do is we're going to get the team in there and get that house what we would consider rental ready, right? The best thing that I would say that you can do is is to answer your question of upfront costs is to put your shoes put yourself in the shoes of the tenant and the mindset of the tenant, right? There is a difference between home ownership and renting. And, and homeowners are so tough on themselves, right? When sometimes it's, you're pulling teeth. You're like, hey man, you gotta fix this massive ripped up patch of carpet that your dog did. They're like, no, nah, I don't think I do. And then other times they're the, the other extreme, they're like, hey, we wanna do all new granite, all new flooring, gold faucets. That, and you're like, whoa, you don't need to do any of that. This house is beautiful. And so we want to get in there. We want to get the team in there and get it inspected and make sure that, hey, this is going to be you know set up for success and really treat it like a true investment property. So no upfront cost as far as, you know, you don't owe me anything. I don't need a credit card. I don't need a check. 
you just sign that owner's agreement, give us the keys. And then from there we can, you know, tackle the next couple of steps there. Yeah. And do you find, I, I see a lot other companies maybe do have started fees. Do you get questions a lot? Are people surprised by that when you say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it really is. It, it's, it's the, it's the question of, Hey, this is too good to be true, right? This, sure. this can't be real flat rate fees. Cause it, you know, or, or, yeah, I don't owe you anything right now. Like, here's my credit card. What, who do I make this check out to? It's no, yeah. no, you don't owe me anything. I'm out here just providing that level of service and, uh, and, and want to get this, you know, ball rolling for you and, and keep it successful and keep your hands out of it. Well, one thing that just came to my mind that, uh, may answer this question in a roundabout way is what I tell the owners too, when they sign up, they say, Hey, well, what are the upfront costs? What can I expect over the next one to two months? Right? So you do have to break down, Hey, when it gets rented, the fees for leasing the house and the management fee or whatever. But I tell them the most expensive thing, the the highest fee is vacancy. Mm, so right. the longer that you drag your feet and the longer you're shopping management companies, the longer you're taking to paint the house yourself to save a thousand dollars just for it to sit vacant another month. Yeah. Like that vacancy costs you far more than all of our fees annually. Like sure. if this house yeah. sits vacant for one more month, it costs more than you'll pay us over the course of a year. Right. And so they're like, oh wait, so I don't save money if my wife and I just paint it every weekend for the next six weeks? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. because you lost out on a month and a half of rent. Yeah. yeah. So, Plus you got the utilities still you're paying. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be painting with no air conditioning. No, and, and it's right like, now. well, it's vacant. You got the pool, you got the landscaping, you got the pest control, you got the utilities. Right. And then you have a mortgage payment. Most of our owners, you know, have debt to service. Yeah. It's just like, no, the biggest thing is when you're confident in the management company you want to go with, go full steam ahead. Yeah. If they're a trustworthy, good company, take their recommendations on cleaning, on painting, on rent ready stuff, because the highest cost is vacancy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it kind of relates to your question, but yeah, there's fees that, that Matt's going to go over with somebody who calls in, but really the biggest cost is how long that thing stays right. vacant. All right. To Eric's point, I, you know, when I'm walking the properties with the owners, I let them know, Hey, this is an investment now, right? I know you're emotionally attached yeah. to it and you've had great times here. But you gotta, you gotta flip that off and put it into investment mode. Just like any true investment, it takes a little bit of money to make a little bit of money. So there are some things that right. will need to be fixed back up. Uh, and then, you know, that golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated. You want to set the standard for your property, give the tenant, the property, how you want to receive it back in a year from now or two years from now or three years from now. If you don't want to patch the holes, and you just give it to them with all these holes from all the family photos that were hung up, expect a few more. But if you're going to yeah. patch it up and set yourself up for success, you're going to be okay. That was one of, I, I think, not knowing a lot about property management when I joined on Q that I was really impressed by um, with Matt and just the company as a whole, that value of like, you're trying to maximize their investment. It's not like you're, we're going to make more on a monthly fee if it rents for right. more or less, you know, it's like, we're, we're trying to help the owner. You're walking them through this rent ready saying, replace these things, do these things, because that's going to make them more money. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, okay. We're not just throwing this stuff out there to market up and make money on it. It's not, it's not about that. Right. You know, no, so. and it, it is truly, you have to treat it like an investment. And it's like, you're some, some of our owners, they lose money that year, but with appreciation and their tax benefits and everything else, it's, right. it's a, it's a tax or a, it's an investment where they're going to have ups and downs. And if you follow our advice long-term, it's going to be, it's going to pay dividends, right? We're going to get a better tenant faster and it's going to um, get the rental income sooner than later. Right. All right. So Matt, I know you see it all when you go out there. So like, I know what... we haven't got into any juicy stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> what are, what are the mistakes 
you, you know, you've kind of touched on this as we've sure. gone through, but like, what are, what are the assumptions that you think people should be avoiding and mistakes they're making that's hindering this process for them? If you think your house is rental ready, it's probably not right. Okay. <laughs> there are going to be some things that need to be fixed. If you have to give me any type of explanation or backstory of why the wall was painted and I've seen it all, like you said, yeah. if you're, if the whole house is jungle themed and you have gorillas painted in the kitchen and, and giraffes in the bathroom and yeah. you know, the jungle theme was cool. You know, that was nice for when you lived here. But I, I think the biggest assumption is the tenants are not going to love what you loved right? They don't love all of the things that you had done previously and they don't love the green carpet. They don't love the, uh, I, I've seen um, chicken coops in the backyard. Uh, you know, they, they don't want to keep your chickens back there. They're probably not going to have chickens, yeah. right? Don't, and don't, don't assume that they're going to invest their own money into your home as well, right? Oh, well, if the tenants want to paint it, they can do that. Yeah. Well, they don't want to paint it and they're going to want it painted before they move in, right? They don't want to deep clean the house. So again, just kind of what we've, what we've spoken about. Yeah. Um, uh, you got to put yourself in the shoes of the tenant and walk the property in the very end and say, Hey, would I pay X amount for this house? And if you can seriously say yes and look around and say, yes, it's worth X amount, then you're getting close. Then let me come out there and tell you yeah. a few more things, <laughs> right? Cause I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a uh, you know, difference yeah. there, but um, you know, just, just do everything you can and, and help yourself out. Yeah. yeah. A, a lot of people just need, they need an expert like yourself to walk through with a different set of eyes right. that has never been there. Like, Hey, I, you know, obviously the baseboards need cleaned and they're like, obviously, really? Yeah. You're like, yeah, <laughs> right. like, look how dirty they are yeah. in, a, in a nice way. And I feel like, you know, Matt's great at it, but it, it took me years to kind of fine tune how you communicate with them. Like, Hey, look, I don't want to offend you guys. You've never rented a house before. And usually they're like, no, I'm all, I'm all ears, man. Right. We, we yeah. don't know what we need to do. And some of them, I mean, unfortunately for us, we're trying to sign up as many as we can and offer this great service to as many as we can. Right. But some of them, it's just not a good fit. Sure. And it's not because of us. It's like, Hey, maybe you're not ready to be a landlord. And I say that almost every episode. It's yeah. like, look, some, some of the listeners and some of, some of us are like, Hey, I would love to have a rental. I'd love to be a landlord, but you have to be able to stomach investing in the property. You have to be able to, Hey, one Sunday morning, you're going to have to replace your roof. Yeah. Like I was in yeah. church a couple of weeks ago and you know, crazy rainstorms. Right. And the roof needed replaced, come, you know, and it's like, that was not expected this year or next year or the year after that. Right. Know? But it's kind of just like, no, this is an investment. This is a 20, 30 year plan, you know, over, over time, it's going to work out. So I think some of the assumptions Matt mentioned one, but, um, about being rent ready, but a lot of people think too, like I'm going to hire a management company and they are going to do everything. And we all are full service, but you still have to be available and willing, you know, to communicate and stuff like that. Um, we recently, even we've had owners that need a big repair approved or an application and they're like, they're MIA. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. like, and, and then they come to me as the broker because they're like, Hey, it's been three days. They haven't responded Eric, You got to make the decision. I'm like, uh, all right. So I dive in there and I'm sitting there going, why would somebody trust us to manage their million dollar portfolio and just disappear? You know, yeah. it's just an interesting interesting mindset to have. Yeah. I, I see through our email server. Sometimes we'll send stuff, you know, six months after Matt signed them and I can see they, they just marked us as spam. And it's like, <laughs> wait, you're paying, we're trying to send you stuff you need and you're marking our emails as spam. Yeah, like, I don't need that anymore. You guys right. send me my yeah. Yeah. I'm good. And then they'll text me Merry Christmas. Yeah. Hey, Merry Christmas, Matt. <laughs> Hope everything's going okay. Oh man. So 
Matt, I got to ask you, okay. um, you mentioned this yesterday, but can you kind of talk about the two buckets where you talk yeah. about as far as a rental, how to think about sure. it? Sure. Yeah, no, I, I think it's the best the best explanation and mindset of a future or current uh, landlord is there's basically two buckets that I like to break everything up into, right? Because um, every home has a ton of upgrades, right? When you live there and you yeah. did new, new this and new this and LED light bulbs and this and this and this, not everything adds value. So the two buckets I like to break down is there's an add value bucket and there's a quickness of placing a tenant bucket, right? Just because you did the LED light bulbs and it cost you 75 bucks does not mean you're going to tack $75 onto the rental right. price. So the two buckets, the add value as far as the rental side of things and the quickness of placing a tenant, some of them will kind of hyper blend into both, but the appliances is a big part, right? You're going to, you're going to see a little bit of add value, but also going to place a tenant much faster if you are able to provide the washer, the dryer, the fridge, those are the three heaviest, most awkward things that nobody wants to lug around. Right. So if you can have that, or if you can add pets, pets are going to dabble into both, right? But if you did the cool glass bowl uh, in the, the sink in the bathroom, the tenant probably does not want to pay you more for that. You did yeah. backsplash in the kitchen, cool. Probably don't want to pay you more for that, right? Yeah. You have copper knobs instead of stainless steel knobs. That looks great. It looks very, very nice. They probably don't want to pay you more for that. So to keep that in mind as you're doing upgrades, not everything needs to be upgraded and not right. all of it will add value, but it may add quickness of placing a tenant for you. No, there's a, there's some value in just knowing that too. If you're listening and you're like, I'm going to eventually rent my house out. That's my dream. Cause I think a lot of people listening are, they may own a home now and they're like, I'm going to upgrade my house, but keep this as a rental. Keep that in mind when you're doing renovations and, and upgrades is a lot of it's not going to get more rent. It's going to be cool. Yeah. And it might rent it, rent it faster but it's not going to rent it for more money. Right. And, and that's what I, Matt mentioned appliances is what I, the example I use is if you have two houses in that neighborhood for rent, one has appliances, one doesn't, they're rent, they're at the same price. They're going to take the one with appliances. Sure. They're not yep. going to pay more for it, but they're going to pick that right. one to apply on. Right. Um, one of my favorites is, and this isn't a diss on solar, but dude, it's hilarious when people are like, Hey, my house has solar. I need like $500 more a month. And you're like, it doesn't go dollar for dollar right. just because they're going to save two to $500 a month on their electricity bill yeah. does not mean they're going to pay two to $500 more in rent. Right. I mean, it's hundred percent. Yeah. So Cause now it's not a perk anymore. They're, yeah. they're just covering your costs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It has solar, but I'm going to charge them every penny of it. It's <laughs> no, like, well, nobody's going to pay My favorite with yeah. solar is they're like, Hey, I need $300 more a month. We explain it, whatever. They try $300 more a month, but on Zillow or Redfin or, you know, rent pads, whatever they're looking on their website or our website. And, uh, the, it'll be priced $300 more. And they're like, I'm not even interested. I don't right. even know if I have solar or not. So yeah. It's overpriced. Nobody, you know? nobody shops for a home. They're going to look at like the schools for my kid. Right. And they're not going to be like, I want to move to Arizona and I want to live in a house that has solar. Those are my yeah. qualifications. And I want to pay for it. Solar is a perk. I mean, sure. I've got yeah. solar and it's awesome, but you don't get dollar for dollar. Right. Yeah. That's the whole point. Right. Right. And it's like, Hey, I have a pool and it costs me $400 a month. I got a loan on it. So I need that much more. It's like, Hey, the financing on your pool has nothing to do with the rentability of your house. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and same thing with a, a mortgage payment. I mean, we get it a lot right now where we're in a little bit of a downturn and people's mortgage payments are higher than their house is going to rent for. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, they they'll say, Hey, my mortgage is 2,400. I need at least 24 plus your fee. I need 2,500 bucks almost. Comps are 18. And comps are, <laughs> are 1,800. Yeah. It's like, um, I was in a conference in Texas and they said, Hey, stuff, stuff right now is renting for three or 
three to five hundred dollars less cash flow than it was six months ago. You know, yeah. and so if you bought six months ago, you put minimum down. Yes, you're going to rent it out and lose money right now. The great thing with real estate is over the next three to five to ten years, you know, appreciation will happen. Hopefully, you have a fixed rate mortgage, and yeah. and you know it will turn positive at some point. But that that's one more thing that you just have to realize that financially you've got to think about it in the financial sense and the ease to get a tenant sense. I, I love those, you know, bet yeah. not calls them buckets, but yeah. yeah. And, and to your point, Eric, I'll even have that talk with the, when the owners are bringing up all the numbers, right. They go, well, I don't know. I need, I need X amount or whatever the case may be. And you just say, Hey, it's not a get rich overnight, you know, scheme. Yeah. This is, you may not cash flow positive. And I've signed up individuals that say, Hey, I'll, I'll still be negative 200 bucks, but I'll still yeah. do it. Cause I know next year I'll increase the rent. The next year I'll increase the rent. The next yeah. year I'll increase rent. It's, it's usually not a get rich overnight. Those are very rare now when it's yeah. like, Hey, I don't have a mortgage. You know, I don't, I don't know the last time I've ever heard that. I, I don't have a mortgage on this house. And so it, it's going to be the longevity game. And I like to explain that. And it goes back to, again, treating it as a true investment, right? Yeah. You got, you got to buy it now and then give it five years, see what's going on. Give it another 10 years, see what's yeah. going on. Give it 15 more years, see what's going on. And so th there is a game to be played. Yeah. I mean, I, I liken it onto everyone's, you know, you look at your uh, 401k contribution or you're, you're buying stocks and stuff. And it's like, think of if you just said, no, I'm out every time the stock market went right. down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, the stock market went down. Let me sell everything. It's like, just because you're going to lose $100, $200 a month for this next year does not mean that the tenant's still, he's, they're still paying off your mortgage. You yeah. Know, they're still contributing to yep. paying this house off and, and doing yeah. that. So, and that's a whole other episode. The financial side of uh, of rentals and kind of the game within the game is is amazing. And I, I'm I'm sold on it. I've seen we manage over a billion dollars of real estate, and you know, and I see mamas, moms, and what do you say, moms and pops, moms and pops, mom and pop shop. I, like I don't know, moms and pops, moms and papas. I don't know. <laughs> but you see these little, you know, they start with one, then they get two, then they get three, and you've got some people that bought a house every three to five years. And now they're 60 and they've got 10 homes yeah, and, and we manage for them and do the awesome success stories. If you just, oh, you know, follow the advice of, of the onboarding team and then the property manager right. and, and the whole system. All right. Well, guys, I think we, uh, we covered, covered it. it. All right, Matt, I'm sold. If All I'm right. a hypothetical owner, sign me up. I got you. <laughs> I'm ready. No problem. Take the keys. Um, so that's it from us. Be sure to uh, follow the podcast wherever you are listening and leave us a five-star review if you can. It really helps us out. And we will see you guys next time.